Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. To the Brown and Crippen celebrity line to be joined by our friend and the Blues insider for 101 ESPN and the Athletic. He is Jeremy Rutherford joining us here on BK and Ferrario. JR, appreciate the time as always, man. What was the big news coming out of Morning Skate today? Anytime, boys. Yeah, BK. Uh, Blues are excited to be back home. I think that's the biggest news. It's been a long, long stretch on the road the past few weeks, and uh, you know, it makes it hard on on guys on their families. You look at Braden Chen. We talked to him today newborn at home obviously it doesn't make any excuses for when they don't play well but uh, you could tell it on their faces they were glad to be back at enterprise center so does that mean new daddy strength is going to come in now for brayton shen since he's been on the road he actually hasn't been able to get that new daddy strength yeah but i think uh, he used some of it right when he got that uh, empty net goal and i think david prime got the puck out for him and, and took that home so maybe maybe there's still some left after a couple weeks now jared did you get new daddy strength <laughs> I did not. You know, there's nothing that could help me write a good story. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know that's not true. Uh, Jay, it looked like the lines got shaken up a little bit today at practice. I know Alex was talking about it before the show that uh, they, they switched up the power play units a little bit as well. Was that was that a concerted effort by Barubi to just basically say to the team, like, hey, uh, what we saw over the weekend was unacceptable offensively? Yeah, definitely, and I think uh, a little of that thinking went into the call-ups, uh, what they want that fourth line to uh, look like. I'll get to that in a minute, but yeah, you'll see Ivan Barbashev up with uh, O'Reilly and, and Perron, and then they've uh, they've got Cairo and Thomas uh, together. Uh, so I think that uh, what they're doing with the lines, look, it hasn't been good enough lately. They've had the slow start. I think Alex has touched on this. You know, one of the bottom 13 teams in the league in first-period goals. Craig Ruby talked about that today. He said they need to play more uh, assertive coming out of the gate. And, and I think that's what they're trying to do is come back home. Typically, you guys know, you come back from a long road trip and that first game back is kind of sluggish. But, you know, Blues can't have that tonight. They really can't. You know, losing their last three uh, back home, that uh, battle for second place continues in the Central Division. So I think, you know, the fact that they're shaking up the lines a little bit, a uh, little bit out of necessity, no Oscar Sundquist, and then what they're doing with the power play units. I think is trying to get everything going. Yeah, Jer, what's what's going on with this fourth line here? I mean, we, we had Doug Armstrong on our show a couple of weeks ago, and he talked about that's one thing he was looking for in the second half to see if the fourth line can come up with an identity. Craig Berube has spoke about it. Now you get Dakota Joshua and Clem Costin sent down to the AHL. You bring up Mackenzie McEachern, Alexei Toropchenko. BK's just continuously argued with me that the fourth line doesn't matter for the Blues. What's going on with us right now? I think it's a situation where they have to have an energetic line that plays physical and also that is consistent. I don't think you've seen any consistency with that fourth line. Clem Costin looks good for a couple of games and then he trails off and there's a couple of turnovers and he's, he's not playing physical. You look at Sunquist, you know, maybe that's a, a little bit out of his control. He's coming back from that injury, but he's not providing what you normally get out of a uh, Oscar Sunquist. And Tyler Bozak, we, we've seen what he can do the past couple of years when he's, say, a third line 
center on the fourth line, you know, he's not probably going to give you that physicality. So there's just no identity. I don't think with that uh, fourth line. And so I'll tell you what, well, you bring in a McKenzie McEachern and I know that people you know, might remember him being up in the past and thinking that he didn't provide all that much. He's been a good player in Springfield this year. And I know one thing he's going to come out of the gate because he's been trying to get this call up all season long. And uh, Torpchenko too, I really did think with his size, uh, what he provided last time was really good. So if not anything, you're going to get two guys who are hungry tonight in McEachern and Torpchenko. JR, the, speaking of the fourth line, Oscar Sundquist being one of the extras today, it sounds like he's just not at 100% after the injuries from last year and the surgeries that he had in the offseason. I'm going to combine this question with Marco Scandella as well. Scandella has not played now in 26 days. He's already missed 10 games. And Sonny now kind of being off to the side. Uh, what do you think is the plan with those two guys moving? forward is there any chance of LTIR for either of them and potentially opening up some space for them to make a move you know I suppose we're going to get closer to this deadline right on March 21st and they're going to have to do some things uh, with the cap if they do bring some some bodies in so perhaps that's uh, potentially an option but I mean you look at Scandella uh, you know the the, the report when he was uh, not traveling with the team last week is that uh, he was progressing so they were hoping to have something on him he did skate today so uh, you know, I know LTIR can be retroactive, but it doesn't look like a situation where they'd want to put him on that unless they needed to for cap reasons. And with Sunquist, you know, I don't expect that to happen unless they just get to a point where they need to shut him down. Uh, but what Craig Gruby said today is that they're just going to have to manage him moving forward. Yeah, everybody's known the Sunquist situation coming back from the two hip surgery and, and one knee surgery that it was going to be tough. And, and I think we've watching him this season, we've noticed a guy who looks 75% of himself. Uh, so it's going to take some time. So I don't think they'd put him on LTR. I think they're just going to manage this day-to-day, week-to-week, and if he starts to feel better, get him back in there. Jer, we've heard a couple different people on our show talk about the possibility of upgrading the fourth line come trade deadline time, which is a little surprising because, I mean, defenseman obviously is the biggest area of need. But sticking on that topic, do you feel like this is possibly the last shot at auditioning for a fourth line role for the Blues minor league system before they do look at the trade market? Yeah, I do, and you're really uh, setting the table for my story. I'm going to write that for uh, tomorrow. Are there any options outside the organization that the Blues might be interested in? You should listen to Alex's Ferrario 5 later, JR. Yeah, JR, if you need it, i got a great one put (laughs) together. It's actually a Ferrario 10, but, you know, I'll narrow it down for you. Well, send me your notes so I can use them for my story. But I, I do think it's an opportunity uh, for McEachern and Torpchenko to, to come in and say, hey, I can play this role. Uh, but, you know, can they do that in the next couple of games to the point where Doug Armstrong says, I don't have to go out and get anybody? I, you know, I, I just don't think so. So um, I do think that it's an area that they are looking at, and there are some names around the league, and we'll get to those tomorrow in the article. But, I mean, look at a guy like uh, Cal Clutterbuck. We just saw him on – on the road trip, he's a guy who could potentially be available. I just think that they need some guys who are going to go in and, and, and give them that extra wave. You know, you don't need more because uh, what they get from that top nine, the depth, the skill, the balance, you know, they can mix match lines up there. Uh, but I think when you get to talking about that fourth line, you need more than what they've seen from Dakota Joshua, Clem Costin, Tyler Bozak lately. So I do think it's an area that Doug Armstrong will look at. I can't wait to see if uh, you talk about how Cal Clutterbuck's a need because BK's just been poo-pooing on this guy. Uh, JR, do do you (laughs) feel like with that fourth line, though, that it's an and situation over an or situation where you're adding a fourth liner and a defenseman rather than adding a fourth liner over a defenseman? 
I think it's a situation where you have to prioritize the defensemen. I think that uh, whatever it's going to take, uh, trade-wise, cap-wise, and look, it may, might get to where it's too expensive and, and Doug Armstrong just can't pull the trigger, uh, but I think that's going to be the number one priority. You know, depending on what cap room is left uh, after that, I think that they would definitely look into uh, adding a fourth-line guy. You know, however, like, I don't think it's going to be that expensive to do something like that. So I do think um, when he's trying to, to look at what's possible, you know, I don't think it's going to be that difficult to bring in some of the names that we're going to talk about in the Ferrario 27 or the uh, story tomorrow at the Athletic. Um, to bring those guys in. Jared, look, I put an entire roster full of fourth liners down that could just win a Stanley <laughs> Cup, so I got a whole list for you, buddy. All right, final question that I've got for you, JR. I've got a list of like 27 different defensemen that we've talked about at some point over the last, you know, three months or so. Probably a Ferrario 5. Ben Sherratt, Letty, Giordano, Chikrin, Braun, Lindholm, Chara, there's more. Uh, who are they going to trade for? Yeah, you know what? You know what I noticed is I, I give you guys a different game every week. So when this is all said and done, somebody will say, "Hey, Rutherford was right." <laughs> just give you, we'll just pull give hey, you a different name, Jared. We'll pull the audio. Whichever one you said from the last like fourteen weeks of us talking about this, we'll pull that audio and say you nailed it. In all seriousness, though, uh, we've had we've had a couple of different national analysts lately say Nick Letty's name is the guy that they like the most. Previously, it was like it, JR. it was the Ben Sherratt show where everybody that comes on from a national perspective was like, "Hey, Ben Sherratt makes a lot of." sense for them and now it's Nick Letty do you feel like those are the two that make the most sense for the Blues is there another name that in your mind makes more sense where are you at with this I don't know about the, the most sense yeah Letty's definitely been a guy an under the radar guy uh, you know kind of like a, a Ryan Graves uh, you've talked about Braun so there are some names that I think would definitely be an upgrade over what the Blues have you know would they be that top four guy that I think they need um, no, I don't think so. But those are some steady guys that you're talking about that, hey, they might not be as expensive and you're not giving up the farm for them. They come in and help. And also tying it into what we were just talking about, it allows you to get that fourth line guy, you know, I think as well. You know, I still, you know, think that the, the Blues have to go bigger. I, you know, I really do. And you know, when I say bigger, I'm not talking size and physicality. I'm just talking about a guy who can really come in here and make a difference. And we, we know the Blues goals against isn't, you know, outrageous, and, you know, they get some good play from guys at night. But I think overall as the unit, uh, heading down the stretch, tighter games going into the playoffs, they're going to ha- need more than what they have. So, you know, the big names, Chikrin, uh, you know, I know we've talked about uh, Sherratt, we've talked about Giordano, uh, Lindholm. I, I think those are the guys, but it's all going to come down to that price. Well, uh, Jer, the one I'd like you to do some investigative journalism, if that's okay, uh, find me yeah. a way to get Jamie Alexiak from Seattle. <laughs> Who could have seen that one coming? <laughs> find me a way, Jr. Or you yeah, could go Justin Braun away. and uh, what's his face? Claude, Claude Giroux. Giroux. How yeah. do you forget his name, man? Hey, man, I had a brain fart on the air. It happens to us sometimes. You've definitely never done that with any never. quarterbacks. Well, I'll give you guys one thing. You certainly do get latched on to certain guys. <laughs> tell me about it. It's just been Justin Braun and Jamie Alexiak for the last couple of weeks. Let me tell you something, JR. If one of those guys gets traded to St. Louis, if they're not on our show, we might have to have problems with other shows they're around They're going to be here. on the fast line. Let's be honest. JR, we appreciate the time as always, man. Yeah, no, I went to the studios the other day. I thought I saw Alexiak statue outside up front. No, that was just me looking good. <laughs> All right. See you, boys.